Okay, then shall we talk about spirit then and how it first appears to you? And when I mean appear, I don't mean obviously physically in front of you, kind of rattling chains and a blanket. But um, when you started kind of opening yourself up to spirit and, you know, your first steps, and and I mean beyond your first experiences, when you actually decided, right, I'm going to do this and, and learn this, how did it feel to you when spirit was around you? It's a very good question. It was, uh, it's, I suppose it's similar to having a rush, do you call it, endorphins, you know, when you've had some chocolate or when you've done a good workout at the, uh, out, a good workout at the gym. There's a good feel factor, you know, where, and it's sort of as if we've got a, a sort of, do you call it, excited feeling, you know, we feel sort of energy wise. We think, oh, wow. At other times, and I, yeah, in the experience I have now, which I didn't have, then I do feel that you get a semblance of the person who is wanting to say hello if they are very very emotional if they're very sort of stern or whatever then you get a facet of that which is you think about it it's a a natural thing you have a facet of that personality so at times it it can give you a little bit of a stern feeling you know it's linked to Claire sentience you know feeling I think everybody who starts out when they first think about developing mediumship everything is centered around the Claire sentience the feeling you know so it's almost like a sort of a, a couple of notch down euphoria feel. You know, you feel so, wow, it's gorgeous. You know, and people, I think it sort of drives people on because that feeling is beautiful. You know, you have love of your person talking to you on behalf of the person that they do want to give the message to. You know, so that is always there. And do you know what I would say as well is I think, I know what you're saying in this sense, euphoria. This and I know when I started you know kind of sitting in circle or i started kind of i don't like using the term opening up but i think what the question that i was i was kind of relaxing more and kind of sensing more and feeling more around me and and what it felt like to me was as you say it's like euphoria it's almost like having your ears cleaned out or syringed out that suddenly there's a great awareness and it's like it's kind of yeah oh what you know what's this and 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 I, i still have that now that Let's say I'm doing something pretty mundane, like, I don't know, cooking or, you know, kind of making a cup of tea. Suddenly, I'll feel that awareness and I'll I'll know that spirit's there. I'll know yeah. that something's there trying to talk to me or, or whatever. But sometimes, and I don't know if you get this as well, Ian, is, yes, I get that awareness and I know that's when something's really, you know, kind of yeah. trying to talk to me. Yeah. But sometimes I'll be doing something and then I'll have like a sneaky voice. Somebody, you know, I'll know that Joseph is saying to me, you know, blah, 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 you know, and I'll go, oh, yeah. wh- why is he getting involved now? But I didn't sense him in that respect. I, you know, kind of gets involved. Well, yeah, but it, it's uh, natural. You know, uh, William, the uh, guy who's working with me, bless him, he was a scientist, a physicist, and he likens the communication process to that of a, a modem. You know, those of you over a certain age when you used to take, you know, attempt one of five when you're trying to get to the internet with a 1440 modem and it took you 17 hours to download a three megabyte file. You know, it is um, spirit link up to your brain by the uh, subconscious, you know, and I say this because Benjamin's, you know, who've been working, you know, they would say, you know, I would suddenly start laughing at a joke I've heard, but not knowing what the, what the joke was, but it's, it's been recognised just not consciously, and I'll be just having a giggle, you know, um, the way it works, but it will be in contact with the mental, you know, the brain of the uh, medium, hello, can you hear me, the, the subconscious awareness is yes, and then, this, and then they start talking, so by the time a person, you know, a medium is more aware, oh, there's somebody here, then spirit have been talking for 
you know, however, maybe five, six seconds prior, but, you know, to sort of get that process going. So spirit are always, you know, this is how you say to people, you know, you cannot guarantee to anybody that I can talk to Uncle Bob or the, uh, or the person you are most wanting to talk to, you know, spirit make that link and it can be, you know, doing an onerous task or, or when you're out and about, and some mediums would, you know, I, I think quite a lot of mediums would have uh, felt this. You just get that sort of, oh, I, you know, that urge, I am needing to go and talk to that man or that woman over there and let them know that Margaret's all right. And then your conscious self thinks, what the hell if they shout at me or thump me, you know, or call me mad, you know, and then you sort of... It's so true. The, the amount of time, I always remember I took my in-laws to a, and as you know, garden centres aren't just, selling plants anymore there's a restaurant there's oh there is isn't it there there's everything so we went into the restaurant and i sat down and straight away i looked forward and my eyes were moved forward i thought there's a pull and it's and, and it felt like a pull to this person and as you say straight away i was told tell her that jeff's all right and i'm thinking what i cannot and this was on a sunday afternoon absolutely heaving yeah. everybody's having yorkshire pudding and carvery you know <laughs> <laughs> There is no way on earth I'm going to get up. And she was on a table of eight and tap yeah. her and say, hi, I'm a medium. I'm just going to let you know I've got Jeff here. He says, everything's fine. You're OK. And, you know, I thought, if I do that, I'm going to have half the table fighting me. <laughs> you know? And it puts you in the predicament in a way. But yeah. I don't know if you've ever done it, but sometimes, I, I mean, if I get a chance, if I see that I could actually talk to this person, then I would try and say to them, I'm a medium and I have senses. I, I have passed on messages here and there when I felt that responsibly I could do it rather than, you know, kind of making, you know, kind of walking over to a big te- family table and saying, excuse me, Jeff's here. He says he's all right. All right. See you. Have a good lunch. Bye. <laughs> I'm going now. No, there's a way to do it. But like it's the your trust with your guide over time, which is what, what, what we do in our mediumship online course. You know, we emphasize the link and rapport with, your spirit guide and there's several times i've uh, i've gone over to a uh, to a gentleman and said look i just say i'm a medium i said i'll just say what i have to say and then i'll leave you alone i said you know and i always say jokingly i'm not trying to chat you up or anything there and i'll just say look don't worry about your ex or not to worry about this and things are going to pan out all right you know or say things like for instance, the, the job safe, you are not getting ousted. Please be aware it's coming in the post. You'll, you'll be all right. And you see the look of relief fall on the face, whether they believe or whether they don't. It's always a case of how the bleep bleep would they know that about me? You know, so it puts the back into them. Maybe they, uh, maybe they want, they might want me to be making more, uh, making sort of their own researches into it, you know, but it sort of puts over having that trust with your guide over the processes and knowing that they would not put you in a difficult situation, as you say, going up to, pay, going up to a group of eight people and then suddenly it's, it's a Monty Python swarm on, you know, <laughs> it's in everybody. It would be as well, yeah, but I think it's one of those, the things about spirit as well is, I think it's a testing thing as well, so they, they're kind of saying, you know, kind of, you should be doing that. You should be going. You should be talking to these people. Yeah. You should be. T- so they do. I think it's like a cattle prod in that. You know, kind of. You know, that's what. Okay, you won't talk to in that big group, but why aren't you talking to big groups? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you? And, and they will cattle prod you. I know. Um, we asked people who follow us on our Facebook page and our forum if they what kind of experiences that they have when they know that spirit 
is around them and um, what i want to say here is some of these people these people aren't professionals these people are i would say that a lot of them are still very much learning that some of these people are more sensitive than others but i think it would be great to share with everybody what kind of experiences people because one thing myself and ian we do that there's no uniformity so there's no set rigid this is how it should feel. And I think by sharing these experiences would be a great way of showing you how people react. Uh, i read the first one, the, the, the long one. Yes, Martin, please. I don't know who sent this in. I think Ian does. But um, it's a really lovely experience. And uh, the person wrote, I have experienced a feeling that someone is in the room, like expecting an indentation of someone sitting on the bed next to me. But it's not really there but feel that they should be as if somebody should be there. So it's like a feeling that somebody's in the room yes. or a feeling of being watched from someone sitting in the corner in the room. Both happened when a close male friend died suddenly from suicide. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, I felt like he was trying to get as close as possible to me to let me know that he was there without scaring me. He didn't declare our true feelings this side of life and now it's too late. But our feelings as well. Days later, his another psychic that was a complete stranger to me gave me a message from him which confirmed that this which was a comfort when my late dad is around i smell burnt rubber or petrol like an old-fashioned garage forecourt he drove petrol tankers for esso as a young man not his most recent job but his favorite job and he won trophies for his lorry well what a wonderful way i think that is well it is it's uh, naturally you know people get oh i'm getting cigar smoke or pipe smoke and that is granddad or dad and you know it's of the high scented perfume you know the the older generation used to make their own didn't they what you're know, doing the yeah. work of rose petals in water you know so and you get that sort of thing as well it's very very common i, th- I think it's a lovely sign i think it's especially for me it's one that you connect to you instantly yes. connect to that particular person yeah, um, and smells a great way of doing it. I've asked my dad for help occasionally, like finding missing items or lost keys, that etc. And they have turned up. I'm going through quite a hard time now. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. And uh, so I wonder what he would think of everything. Am I doing the right thing? I so wish I could talk to him and rather he could answer me, but not since him around since moving. Well, yeah. what I would say is I think probably I think you agree here. Yeah. Is, is that this person is probably going through a lot of stress, especially looking after a mum and moving, which probably was quite distressful, moving from a home that was connected to a dad, he or her dad, and now living in this new home, their mum, that I think probably the stress and everything is probably interrupting the connection, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, the uh, brainwave is is more likely to be in the uh, the beta wave range. So that is the one when working consciously, you know, we're doing things. And it's, uh, it's a very, very fast brain rhythm. And it sort of puts over you are needing to be calm in a relaxed state, almost an altered state of awareness. And that's why most stuff happens in the alpha wave. It was called the alpha wave because it was the first one found. But this is where you are looking at the stage where you're reading a book, you're falling asleep, just waking up, you're doing an onerous task and your mind's wandering so when you're having stress 
you know, not only the body processes, the cortisol and all that sort of thing running right through the uh, this of the situations just, just add up to it. And the brainwave, you know, that is probably saying, I am here. And you don't recognise it because it's just not getting through. I mean, obviously, we send love and healing to this person and, you know, keep strong. You're obviously a carer. You know, you just need to stay strong. And also, as well, as importantly, is you need to give time to yourself. And and that's probably another reason why you're not able to sense your dad is, is that you're not giving yourself enough time yeah. to just sit down, have a cup of tea and just relax and, and, and maybe just, again, not necessarily meditate, but just kind of not do anything. Just relax. And yeah. I'm sure that your dad being there so strong before would actually be there here and now. And especially yeah. with your mom's condition. I think when a loved one like that is ill, then the spirit definitely come through for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just want to cover some, if I may, very, very uh, quickly. Um, comes off the uh, stem of this. I've had this question asked to me several times. If I move house, would my loved ones know where I am? You know, and it's a very genuine and honest question you know and with you you know it doesn't matter whether you move to the other side of the world or this other side of the country love is where you are you know so spirit know you they know your energy they don't see the physical world as we do they see us by energy they recognize us so whenever you move your loved ones will very very much be there yeah absolutely um shall i read the next experience yes please martin yeah first thing was a CD moved while I was out. So I think this is somebody's first experiences of spirit is is that a a CD moved. And then the clock moved. And after that, I now get nose touching feeling and what feels like someone playing with my hair and also instincts. A few times the house alarm has gone off the night before. Bad news. This has happened five times. So this is... So there's some interesting um, activity yeah. there. Let's break this down. So obviously the CD moved is, I think, and the clock moving is probably some sort of sign, kind of just saying, hello, we're here. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The nose stretching feeling and again, feeling like someone playing with my hair. I would say that's probably, I, and I'm kind of maybe a bit out here with this, but I think that's probably connected with what your spirit guide actually is, that the playing with the hair the nose touching, it seems quite mischievous. Yeah. It seems, uh, uh, so I don't know if that might be linked in oh. with how the spirit, yeah. guide, uh, spirit guide interacts with you, uh, with yeah. this person. Playing devil's advocate, could it be responses from the physical body, you know, the nerve endings in the skin? You know, mm-hmm. we've had it on paranormal events where people get touched by their hair or their skin. And I sort of look at it at times, and I'm not this is the case with this, because as you said, they're all very, very unique to everybody. But maybe it's the body's sort of energy, you know, the uh, fight and flight, the order pushes, that might give you the little bit of a hair lift. And certainly people, you know, the nerve endings, oh, I've just been touched on my hand when it sort of comes over. Is it the uh, nerves? You know, people say, oh, there's somebody touching my uh, leg when I'm in bed. But the venous flow, you know, where it pumps up towards the heart as we move because the arteries have blood forced through them, whereas through walking and whatever gets the blood coming back up through the veins. And at times you can get a little sort of indentations around your legs that very much clear as soon as you sort of start dozing off. Maybe it's that, or again, maybe it is your spirit guide touching your nose and saying, hello. Yeah, it's right in front of your nose. <laughs> That's the, well, yeah. I, I think also as well, as, as you say, it's like what feels like somebody playing with my hair. 
we've all heard of you know kind of hair standing on end when uh, yeah. on end when people are scared there is or that there's electric static you know in the air when spirits are around so it could be a number of the, those things i think this person needs to build their connection with oh, um, yeah. with their guide and it says also instincts a few times the house alarm has gone off in the night before bad news and this has happened five times yeah I mean, that, i find that fascinating because I just, well yeah it, i mean there, there's many sort of stories where I always remember, uh, do you remember Talbot Inn in Oundle? Yeah. Uh, there was a lane uh, behind it was well known that people would hear bells before a member of royalty died. Oh, and uh, and several times, I mean, this dates back from the 1700s all the way through to Queen Victoria. The bells were heard on this, only heard on this lane. And it was at midnight before the next day a, a member of the royal family died. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's interesting. You could say it's just folklore, but I just find it an interesting thing. And this is this reminds me of that, really, that this house alarm went off the night before bad news happened. Yeah, the fact it's happened five times and obviously this person has noted it, you know, whether written it in their diary or whatever. But it's not spurious. If you can say, oh, yeah, I had it happen once, then it's a coincidence. But five times it sort of thinks I'm going to there's some definitely there, isn't it? Amazing, yeah. Make sure that, that you keep hold of that alarm. That's what I'd say with that one. <laughs> uh, there's another one here as well. This is from somebody else. And uh, it says, uh, to be honest, it varies. Sometimes a feeling in dreams, intuition, smells and catching movements out of the corner of my eye. I think that sums it. I think that sums up being a medium, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it is, you know, where uh, I mean, I know from our chats that there's a lot happening in your house the same here you know luckily Millie that's my cat it's flat out so she's not going to try and push your door open or get on the mic you know but um, as you say like a medium you know hearing footsteps seeing things move having a person suddenly pop up and say hello I don't mean like Mr Ben but suddenly they're there and they, oh hello how are you or giving you a, a message or that type of thing you know I think it's uh, beautiful but through smells as which we've mentioned above dreams is a is a very real thing because if we are busy in our working life then you know what time do we have to for spirit to say hello because we're too busy so being in a, a sleep state then you have to look at you know maybe that's a way of spirit saying hello yeah absolutely I think all of these things are very valid the, the dreams the intuition that the, the slight movements out of you. Obviously, you have to rule out, which we've said before, where certain optical effects can look like movements in the corner of the eye. But I, I've experienced similar things where you, you feel that there's something there or moving and, and, yeah. and you see that. I think it's one of those things where I think the difference between a medium and a psychic and, shall we say, a muggle or somebody who doesn't claim to be a medium or psychic is that we probably take more notice of these things, these little incidences. I was aware the other day, actually, that I was in my living room walking through and the TV on and it was talking about coronavirus. And very clearly, I knew Joseph was behind me. I could sense him. And suddenly he said, why aren't they using frankincense? Frankincense? <laughs> why frankincense? Because, I mean, to me, frankincense is just, you know, kind of you imagine it in a Orthodox church or, you know, kind of that sort of thing. And I thought, why is he talking about frankincense? And I went online and actually frankincense oil has actually been used for respiratory to help with uh, respiration and uh, to help people breathe better. And it can be used in a in an oil and rubbed on the chest a bit like Vicks. 
but you put a few drops of frankincense in it. And I'd never heard of that. And he was like, right. So I went out and I've got some frankincense. So <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> no, but it is. It's this little things like that that you that you have to go and check on and find out it's uh, it is valid. But you know, looking at uh, Yosef, would he be in his day? Would they have done a lot of that? You know, they're going around one of those on the end of a chain, isn't it? Just sort of wafting all the yeah. over the through the uh, church. Well. With Joseph, he was a traveller and he travelled around and certainly I, I feel that, well, he's told me not so many words, is that he, if I talk to him now, but he, he basically was collecting knowledge, that he yeah. was interested in knowledge, old knowledge. And, and I think what, what the circumstance there with the frankincense is that he wanted, he was looking at, you know, kind of why people aren't using it for modern day ailments. So, but I'm not suggesting that everybody should go out there and buy frankincense by any means because... We all have allergies and sometimes frankincense can play with that. But but it's certainly something that I've bought and I've never heard of it being used for respiratory. But when yes. I went online and did, did some further digging, it can actually help with the lungs and help with breathing. So it can be used in a mister and mist obviously helps with the lungs anyway. And it can also be used as a as a cream as well. Yes, definitely. So, but it's um, just nice what information you can get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Random information from spirit. I, here's another one. I get a pressure change in my ears and they pop. Mm -hmm. It depends. During a vigil, I ask them to come forward. I have seen, heard, smelt and been touched by spirit in these situations. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah, Very lucky person there. Other times, it is mostly on being relaxed and not focusing on anything. So that's a, kind of like a form of meditation. They are auditory at first, although I do have ones who feel more urgent that appear with lights to get my attention. What do you think to the lights? I, th I think that's interesting. That's an interesting phenomenon. Um, it is, but, um, you know, um, being on the uh, many vigils, you know, where watching, listen, you know, when you're on a paranormal event, we had a big instance, you know, we had flashing, you know, big flashes of lights. You remember that? I remember them, yeah. Yeah, so, the big... You uh, had one at Warwick, didn't you? Yeah, the, well, the one at Warwick, there was a gentleman in talking to me in French and I had to ask the group and he's saying this and he said oh there's fire in five minutes and five minutes later this big flash of light came over you know and it blinded people you know what I mean it was and we were in the wall of the actual castle where the guards would have gone to man the walls so it wasn't from outside and bloody hell it was bright pardon me for swearing then ladies and gentlemen but it sort of puts over it was you know and then Nottingham Goal when we were down in the pits as you call it you know or that area there remember we sort of said to the bloke who was stood with us empty your pockets get that flashlight out you know because he just went Ch -ch 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 -ch. yeah no, yeah like, yeah, that like, popping like, noise above his head yeah. yeah yeah that was really weird wasn't it yeah, I mean, lights are interesting. And I think when they're seen by multiple witnesses as well, that they're a physical, that, that's, yeah. that's really interesting. I think what interests me as well is that pressure change in my ears and that they yes. pop. Yes, I mean, I mean, that's interesting from a physical phenomena because there's always been one thing I say about ghost hunting and what a lot of people really misunderstand about ghost investigation is you're not trying to detect the ghost. What you're trying to detect is the ghost or spirit interacting with the environment and changing the environment so that's why you measure temperature that's why you measure electromagnetic fields that's why you measure the pressure i mean i've measured everything i mean i used to have a laptop with a full deck of you know kind of every monitor you could think lights everything the pressure change in my ear in the ears as they say and then they feel like they pop 
I wonder if that is actually something physical or whether that's actually something that, that how they're sensing that that, person, that that spirit's around them. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, because uh, people say, oh, yeah, you have ears pop when you go over a, a certain height in the aeroplane. You know, they used to give you a suite, didn't they, for the uh, kids. But, uh, you know, so it, it must vary in the change of the, uh, what's the word? Barometric pressure, yeah. Sorry, Martin, I couldn't get that word out. I, I can remember it. <laughs> Don't worry. But it is, but there must be some variance there. And I like, you know, when you when there's um, static there, you know, it's very real. The old adage, you know, your hair stands an end. You could say, is it fight flight? The hair follicles tend to, you know, in order to sort of trap the heat, you know, in there, then the hairs stand on end. That's where you get the goosebumps, because basically the goosebumps is the hair follicle swelling. So the hair stands upright. That is to trap warm air to keep you warm. So maybe it's part of it. You know, if you are the fight flight, then you want your muscles warm or your, or your skin warm, you know, rather than being cold and not being able to adequately fight or leg it, you know. So mm. I just feel the uh, static could be that on a heightened awareness, the ear the ear popping, the pressure's changed, and you've subconsciously recognised, I'm going to make the stomach here different, you know, there's a pressure here. And, you know, I just find it, you know, all of these facets, you know, it gets the scientific side in, you know, sort of, how can we do that? You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting that the final one that somebody sent to us, this kind of runs into what you've just been talking about. From what I had learned, they've had a feeling of pressure on, on the head and a combined feeling of static electricity, usually making the hair on my arms and back of neck stand on end, together with a feeling of coldness creeping into my auric field and into my bones, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So again, that kind of feeling that maybe this is like a psychic reaction, really, yeah. to that yeah. spirit's there. And because they've not been able to determine whether it is friend or foe, yes, you've right. got that static electricity feeling and your hairs are standing up as like a cat. You kind of, you know, kind of what's what. And probably that's the sense of coldness as well is creeping into the auric field is your blood your blood pulls away from your skin, doesn't it, with that? So, I mean, that's that's interesting as well, because that's a similar experience. I mean, also, this person's had high pitch ringing in the right ear, mm -hmm. shadows, music, and numbers. So to me, there are, are symbols and signs that spirit are trying to give to them, especially with the music and numbers. Because you're, you're not a music guy, are you? You, you don't no, listen to a no. lot of music, but you do hear a lot of music titles don't you yeah when i'm giving readings and you know whatever the question is you know where it's i can be getting songs like working my way back to you baby the thing uh, fascinates me is i get a snippet of the lyrics and i get told who sings it and i thought hey i've got a section <laughs> of 19 i listen to music in the car you know the radio but that is it really you know and Yet I can be saying, oh, yeah, it's Jimmy Rafferty or it's this. And I'm thinking, who's Jimmy Rafferty? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But and, and does it link in with your guides? Why would your guides be using a reference that you would not understand? Yeah, it's generally for the person on the other end of the phone. You know, ah, it, right, okay. oh, my God, that's my favourite song. I always think of that person. Oh, ah, right. I understand now. Yeah. So the song is actually a piece of evidence for yes. the person who's calling for the person you know because it wow. means nothing mean nothing to me no it's it's interesting isn't it kind of 
again you know i know you're not a music new music person so to get a random title and uh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, must be really things, um what do you call it um now is the time to put things right you know i, I just noticed a 70s song by jimmy somebody you know and that was and that was it but you know i was talking to one person and she and she just started crying i give her a song title because that's been in my head all morning i've been thinking about this person that song has been in my head all morning how the hell did you get that so i said well spirit told me you know so it's obviously have import you know so it did mean the world to that person yeah i mean you look through all of these experiences and thank you everybody who sent in yeah. their experiences to us it's really nice that you've shared your experiences with everybody and and i think all of these experiences really sum up what it's like to be a psychic or medium and what it sums up is that information from spirit can come in many different formats and none are wrong and you know there's not one uniformity at all you know one person's experience might be slightly similar but generally speaking is spirit can come to you in whatever's best for you personally i think that's the theme here is usually it's in uh, in fact it's not even usually it they come to you in a way that they know that you're not going to be frightened and running down the street thinking that you're possessed you know it's yeah they will use your own faculties you know like i say if you're a very sensitive emotional person then they will use that if you're more of a logical mind then it comes in dates numbers figures you know what i mean so it is what is part of you it's what the essence you know mediumship is clouded by our own personality you know so me so spirit obviously use our personality to our understanding experience in order to put a uh, viewpoint across you know, it's, this is interesting uh, um is also as well as spirit grows with you as well as, as yes. a person 20 years ago or so I, I would say that i was very very guarded with my emotions I, I never got upset about anything never you know kind of nothing you know kind of phased me or that sort of thing but as i've got older and, I, and obviously i've got two children now as i've got older I've become very emotionally attached with things. So, you know, sometimes even, you know, I've even cried at films, you know, I'm, I'm a real, you know, kind of softy. But my mediumship has changed as well in that period of time where I do sense far more emotion than I ever did. And I think it's because as I've grown as a person and as my personality's changed, that spirit's been able to give me a, a more rounded experience so i do feel very empathetically i do connect very you know i feel a lot of the emotion sometimes it, it gets a bit too much so i have to say you know just you know yeah. scale it down just scale it down from yes. 11 down to two please <laughs> you know so. Well, no, it is, no, it's a very you know it's a it's a very valid point you know and and this is where you know developing as a medium it does change you it, it can't not you know when you're glimpsing the having a glimpse into somebody else's life and the love they share to the person you're talking to, it can't help but change you. Well, you've said the same thing. Is that I remember you, that uh, sometimes that you know you've been nearly moved to tears with the sense of love that's kind of come through in the reading. This, you know, the kind of adoration and and kind of all-encompassing love. And, I, and you've you've said that a few times, well, I've many times. Coming, I've had tears running down my face, and I've had to say to the person I'm talking to, because they're crying, I'm saying, look, I say to everybody, so look, folks, I'm sorry, this is just the amount of love that's coming through. But you can feel it all in the uh, in the whole building. They're all sending love to that one person, you know? Oh, that's, that's really beautiful. Really beautiful. And I think we should end the podcast on that note. That yeah. spirit is love, and it's, Definitely. it's beautiful. 
thank you very much again ian it's been yes. it's really rewarding to talk about people's experiences it really yes. is and i hope everybody who's listened to this podcast really take away some of the points that people have talked about and yeah. the experiences and that you move on with yours as well and if you've got any questions or anything like that please drop us an email or go to our facebook page you can pm us through there privately message us and we're very happy to help anybody at all. We, we, we both try to help everybody on their spiritual path. Thank you. Thank you. And cheers, Martin. Cheers.